0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void required prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Talk show Recorded live. You are listening to Eddie Kane Radio. This is Fire Conversations. I'm your host, Eddie Kane. Once again, we'd like to thank you for chiming in and uh, listening to us. We're going to have another great episode. Last week in FIRE Conversations, we were talking about Baltimore. What's going on out there, the, uh, the riots or uprising, what have you, whatever kind of terminology that they want to use. And we were also discussing Barack Obama. You know, uh, is he really for black people? And we were discussing other things as far as knowledge itself, spirituality, and most important, the police department and the role that they actually play uh, dealing with uh, black Americans because most people do not know that the police department is actually is designed to protect. Yes, it's designed to protect the 1% to protect their property and, and serve you the punishment that you're receiving. But I'm going to say what I always say, I'm not for protesting and marching and all of that type of stuff because that doesn't work. If you want to fight, you need to fight with your dollars. You need to fight with your money. That's how you make a statement. That's the only way these, these people listen. If it wasn't for that, they would not care.
0: Sorry about that. I'm
2: just on pause. I'm glad I can uh, record this. Well, edit this right now. One of our callers, they show us at 7 (laughs) o'clock. He just just, uh, one of the guests. He just asked me what time to call in. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Man, I am still – this is funny. I wish y'all could be here watching me do this. I am literally texting this dude right now the information where he can um where he can get on. And this is a brilliant man, but he can't seem to find the right numbers to make it all happen. So I'm gonna do a whole new um uh, introduction once he gets on the line and everything else. Cause this is crazy. This is super
0: crazy. Raquel, how you
2: doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm chilling. This is Malik. He up here texting me. He can't, uh, I, I, I sent him the same information I sent you because I <laughs> <you're> the,
3: uh,
2: <laughs> I just added his name to the text and he asking me what's the call ID
3: number. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. Yep. He's getting tripped up on the part where he says, where it says about the pen. He might not be mm-hmm. listening long enough. Oh. Yeah. And if you're not a shoe member, you just press one and hit the pound key. Okay. That yeah, might
0: be yeah, a really Yeah, get it right. Sometimes with your smartphone, good.
2: I'm a crowner though. <laughs> I'm a crowner. So you're ready to be talking about Willie Lynch-ass? Mm-hmm. Man, it is raining out here. Shit. It was hot as a motherfucker like 30 minutes ago. Now it's storming. Mm.
3: Man, it's I ain't come this way soon.
2: Yeah. How, how the weather been out there?
3: Well, actually pretty nice. They had some real nice weather all the weekend. Sunny in the 70s. Really
2: nice. Oh, yeah, that is. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah, That's good as hell. But, uh, we, i telling you, we getting, you know, inch by inch, we're getting closer to step with this, uh, community investment group that is now on? working on Huh?
3: You recording?
2: Is it on a, nah. Oh, okay. You don't know You're
3: talking like, regular.
2: Oh, I used to do the thing. I just have it on pause, muted, the other mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know mm-hmm. what he's doing. But, yeah, we, um, now we need to start. We got the lawyer, Malik, will be sending the lawyer some uh, paperwork so he can look at it and make sure everything's straight. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from there. Uh, working on his website, Karama looking at that. to see not how much it the, the costs. You got lower. What you say? Oh, my bad. Karama oh. was um, he looking into as far as the site development, how much it's going to cost, and
3: hmm
2: and that. Yep. Oh,
3: okay. hmm I don't know what
2: this dude's doing, but I'm about to go ahead and uh, Joe. I see if his name pop up on the which one called it. Mm-hmm.
3: Here we go five, go on mute.
2: Yeah, you can go on mute. Sorry. <laughs> right. Go
3: on on mute. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Thank you for listening to another
2: segment of Fire Conversations. I'm your host, Eddie Kane. Today is Tuesday, May 5th, 2015. We're definitely going to have a great show for you today, um, and we're going to have a really, really, really good topic. We'll be talking about Willie Lynch, and for all of you that don't know about Willie Lynch, get your pen and paper because you're going to learn. It's going to make a lot of sense as far as looking at the state of of society today, uh, black people and black America, and and, and the way we are it goes back to, <clears throat> excuse me, Willie Lynch. How to Make a Slave. But if you missed the last episode of Five Conversations, we were discussing the Baltimore riots, slash uprisings, slash the thugs, what they want to call us. And that was very interesting. We also got a chance to speak about Barack Obama and his role with, in black America. Is he for us? Is he against us? Uh, does he even care? You know, um, also we discussed police brutality. Uh, we discussed the roots of the police department, their roles, uh, when did it come about. And we had a brief discussion about dealing with Jesus, white Jesus, black people. And last but not least, we were discussing mental illness. And that is a great show if you all missed it on. Uh, if you all uh, missed it, you can always check out the archives. You can check out that particular episode on Blog Talk Radio. So that would be www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Eddie Radio. Or you can uh, go ahead and listen to that episode on Talk Shoe. That's T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E. Sorry about that, I had to clear my throat. Also, while we are on the topic since I'm going uh talking about websites and, and things of that nature, if you want to listen to any of our episodes, check them out on Blog Talk. If if you're looking to catch us out catch us on Facebook, that would be www.facebook.com forward slash Eddie Kane Radio. E-D-D-I-E-C-A-I-N-E radio. You can also find us on Twitter, which is the same thing, as well as Instagram. Other than that, I'm not sure if people know, but uh, recently they've had uh, two big events that happened this weekend, talking about the Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao fight. As well as Marvel, the Age of Ultron, and the reason why I'm talking about those is because those two, just from that boxing match in this movie, those entities made well over a billion dollars. You have a uh, Floyd Money Mayweather, who just he just racked up some money. You know, I didn't watch the fight or anything like that. Really, don't care to watch it. Uh, a lot of people. A lot of people watched the fight. A lot of people didn't. Some people said it was boring that uh, Florida was playing too much defense, but that's what boxing is all about. But uh, congratulations to him. Congratulations to Manny Pacquiao for also getting him a nice little lick from that, uh, from that boxing match. And for my comic book nerds out there, I'm pretty sure y'all saw Marvel Age of Ultron. I saw it on bootleg about a week before it came out. So it was pretty cool. I don't know if I would actually go pay to see it or not. But other than that, that's the only thing I know that happened as far as entertainment. And the reason why I brought that up, because we want to talk about that, I don't know if that will be later in this episode or in another episode, but I wanted to bring up the boxing because of the simple fact, fact, excuse me, that is a form of uh, dealing with Willie Lynch. When you're, you're, you're pinning two slaves against each other, but those used to be the fight to the death or dealing with, um, that goes back to the moment times. But other than that, what I want to do is introduce our guest, Raquel. How are you doing today?
3: I am doing well. How about you?
2: I am awesome. I am awesome. I'm a little hoarse from a lot of meetings today, but other than that, I'm, I'm doing great.
3: Awesome. So
2: how's the weekend?
3: My weekend was great, thank you for asking. Beautiful weather. I got a chance to go to a baseball game. So the weather was perfect. I had a great weekend. Okay. That, how good. How that is good.
2: Oh, mine uh, is always great. I have my kids every weekend, so. Awesome. This is, we, we we good. You know, we, we playing, mm-hmm. wrestling or whatever, having some fun, learning everything else. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I get to look forward to every weekend, and and that is a great thing. So parents, fellas out there, you know, um, even if you're not with your kids, moms, or anything like that, man, and, and, and you're in the vicinity where you can get your kids, get your children, it is very important. True, mm-hmm. But Well, yes, yes. And I, I guess that's going to be another subject and topic we can talk about, also mm-hmm. <laughs> parenting skills yeah. and and things like that. Uh, child support and stuff like that. I know that's a big issue was going on, and that we could probably be talking about that because that's also dealing with the uh, with the women lynchism
3: mm-hmm. as far
2: as uh, women women running to the government. Who's Uncle Sam, who's master, and, and and putting that man on on child support out of spite and mm-hmm. things like that. But it right. is um it is I mean it's so many things that, that encompasses Willie Lynch and yeah. and his uh and his methodology and what he used as far as to how to make slaves but Mm -hmm. I want to know if you can go ahead and just give our listeners, you know, go ahead and give them a people that don't know about the Willie Lynch letters or how to make a slave. If you go ahead and uh, give them a brief overview as far as what it's about and how it, you know, how it came about.
3: Well, first I want to just say something about how once I stumbled upon this information, how it changed my life. Um, I was in college, Southern University in New Orleans, and um, I had a professor for African American Humanities was the name of the class, and um, this lady, she didn't didn't teach out of a textbook. She put together her own information and had us give her some money, and she goes to uh, the copy Center or Kinko's or whomever and copy this book and bring stuff back, copy these pieces of information that she put, compiled and put together. And one particular day she's talking about the Willie Lynch letter. She asked how many people had heard of it, and I mean, it was like, I can probably count on all 10 fingers of who raised their hand in the classroom, and it was a, about a classroom of about 30 people, maybe 25 to 30 people. And um, as she began to talk about it and explain, I mean, it's like jaw dropping information because it's so, it's not known to you. The information is out there, but you don't know that it exists, right? And right. I can remember, fast forward, I can remember after the class that day. I went to my car, and I was just full of all types of emotion, mixed emotion. I was angry. I was sad. I was hurt. uh, Disbelief. All of these things, you know, just together. And I literally cried like somebody in my family died.
1: I could not stop because I just
3: couldn't believe that something this powerful And this life changing was like a secret. You understand what I'm saying? It's there, but it's hidden. It's not meant for you to just say, oh, hey, you know, let's talk about the Willie Lynch letter. It just doesn't come up in conversation. So I actually went to get the, I'm going to call it a pamphlet because it's so tiny. It's not really; it's a, not a large book, but actually, to get it and read it and go through it and see the types of things that this this man named Willie Lynch from the West Indies used
0: to condition the slaves
3: through their masters. You know what he did to them and how it has gone from one generation to the next. And anybody that reads it and sees, you know, this information, it is very plain as to why we are in the conditions that we are in today. And only until you know these things that are like this, can you begin to start looking at the world differently. Because I never saw, you always thinking, you know, I just don't understand why black folk just do the things that they do to each other and they do this and you know what I'm saying you just right. can't under, you can't put your finger on it. But when you read this, it becomes very plain. And he talks in here about you know, the old against the young and all these different things. He takes the opposites and pits them against each other. So if you think about just that, those simple things right there, you can see how it changes the dynamic of us as a people. Because you can think of the times when, you know, I'll just take, for instance, you know, some women. You go out or you do whatever you do. You go to the mall or the grocery and you can look at another sister and she looks different than you. She may have a lighter complexion or, you know, whatever. You immediately start talking about something that she's got on. Oh, look at her, she thinks she this and da, 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 da. These types of things that people do against each other. Why is that? Mm. You know, you're even trained to do it. Is going on from generation to generation, and nobody could understand and put their finger on it until they read this book. and And I think that is something that everyone should have the opportunity to see. You can go online and find it. You know, you don't have to even go and buy it. It's, it's online.
2: Right? It's free. It's
3: yep.
2: You can look it up, uh, our listeners out there, you can look up either the Willie Lynch letter or how to make a slave or Google Willie Lynch. They have PDFs on there you can download for free. But uh, here's a quote, uh, just, just in the intro. He mm-hmm. said, I have a foolproof method for controlling your black slaves. I guarantee every one of you that if it is instilled correctly, it will control the slaves for at least 300 years. My method is simple. Any member of your family or your overseer can use it. And the first thing what he does is uh, he goes into basically saying, look at the slaves. You know, like you were talking about before, you know, we're going to pin the light skin against the dog, the dog against the light. But before they do all of that and they want to instill fear in all of the slaves, it says I will take the big, take the biggest man, the biggest slave. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm using them, I'm using nice words, you know, because they were saying something different in the letters. I'm using nice words by like saying man or slave. They was calling mm-hmm. us N-word and everything else. So they're like basically take your biggest N, and you tar and feather him, and you beat him to the point where he's almost about to die, and then you beat him again, and then what you do is you get four horses and you tie him to these horses, and you spook the horses and those horses run out in four different directions and they t- literally tear his body apart. And mm-hmm. you want all the other slaves to see that.
3: Mm-hmm. And then
2: after that, you go after the second biggest one and you do the same thing. And it's like this is a sick mentality, but it instills fear, you know, a, a sick kind of fear. And
3: mm-hmm.
2: it is it is wild. I remember the um, the first time... I heard about Willie Lynch. I think it might have been, um, but I was going to University of New Orleans at the time. I wasn't that sooner. But I think, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Tommy that told me about it also or someone else, but I mm-hmm. was so, man, I was so pissed. I was hurting everything else, you know, and I, I just wanted to hurt something. <laughs> right, And
3: right.
2: I went and took my own money. I spent like $250, $260 at Kinko's and Xerox, all of these, uh, and was just passing them around Ooh. campus because people needed to see it. But uh, eventually I got called into the, uh, to the dean's office, and they was like, I need to stop doing what I'm doing. But, I mean, yes, y'all, definitely check out uh, the Willie Lynch letters. I also, I'll be giving you all quotes throughout, the, uh, throughout this episode about things that's going on in the Willie Lynch letter. But what I want to do is uh, I think uh, Brother Malik just got on the line. How you doing? Yes, you've been. Well brother, I'm doing well. Okay, that's good, that's good, man. I am glad that uh that you was able to get on the line and 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 have this discussion and this conversation with us, you know. Um because I know you're very passionate about our people, but also you also have a great, you know, a, a good little amount of history, especially coming from, from Louisiana. Well, i uh i i uh, have been enjoying the discussion so far uh, i uh i definitely have a few comments to make uh i wanted to to start off by saying it is a very a very uh, interesting topic and there's so many different ways you could approach this thing because i'm going to tell you uh personally uh just chiming in with uh you know y- yourself and 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 uh uh is it is it raquel yeah, that's Raquel. Raquel, uh, in your, your experiences, how you were exposed to the Willie Lynch papers, uh, I was uh, exposed very recently, you know, uh, to, to all of the aspects, to having that chance to read the entirety of the Willie Lynch papers. And, uh, you know, I, I knew that they existed. and knew what the, what the subject matter was about for years, but I had never really explored it. Uh, but when I did, I gotta say my response was very different from from uh, from both of you guys. Uh, it was I was passionless. Not that I didn't care that such savagery was was perpetrated on members of my race, my ancestors. Right. Uh, that that even one human being could even think could even conceive of such atrocity not only uh, not only to conceive of them but to institutionalize them right
3: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. that that that's significant but what when, when I when I did actually delve deep into the papers i saw exactly what it was this was not a means of institutionalizing uh uh the the uh we don't want to say the, the fallouts that we experience today that's a byproduct. The Willie Lynch papers in effect is just a marketing brochure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's all it is. The fact that this man, that this individual could be so savage and so base and so inhuman just to mm-hmm. make a is it's almost beyond contemplation. But really what it is, it's a sales letter.
3: Hmm. He's no about it like
2: that. I mean but but that is in essence what it is. He's trying to make a dollar selling his methodology.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? The fact that he's making this dollar at the expense of human life purposely the purposeful degradation and elimination of human life and human uh, uh, self worth, and and uh, uh, the destruction of the human ego of uh, a, a certain group of people is, like I said, it's almost it's almost too much to contemplate. But the fact that he's doing it, you know, in such a, a, a trivial, offhanded manner, you know. If I were to feel anything about it, it might actually destroy me emotionally that It's just too much it's too much mm-hmm. to take so- mm-hmm. honestly, I approached it from that aspect of of recognizing objectively exactly what this person was doing and understanding his motivation that it was all about dollars and cents and business you know and he in the callousness and the inhumanity or whatever, it, it probably never entered this individual's mind. In the same way that uh it probably didn't disturb Hitler, uh not one whit, that there were millions of black people that he was executing, that there was millions of uh Jewish people that he was executing, that there were mil- millions of, of Germans that he was running from the country, you know, it didn't it didn't it probably did not unnerve him, you know. Uh, in the same way when Alexander, supposedly the great, began his campaign or the Spanish Inquisition, you know, when when destruction of human life occurs on that big a scale, the individuals who perpetrate these acts, they can't be considered human because they, they prioritize trivialities and, 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 uh, the mundane above uh, human compassion, decency, self, and and, and communal respect—that's not human, you know. So, I, you know, I, honestly, as a behaviorist, as a marketing professional, as a a a a, a, a person who studies uh, human the human condition, uh, I try to approach it that way because I probably would have went crackers. Uh, if, if I would have if I would have engaged in it from a, a passionate emotional perspective. Uh, now I, I, I do want to speak to a comment that Raquel made uh, regarding the the secret nature of the Willie Lynch papers. I don't know if it was exactly a secret, rather than an unspoken reality, because I guarantee you we've all experienced the fallout from that condition. We we can look at the Willie Lynch papers and see the effects, just like you discussed, Raquel, about, uh, well, part of the methodology was pitting the light-skinned uh, ones against the black, dark-skinned ones, and we see that in our culture today. Well, that hasn't gone away, you know. Mm-hmm. He said in, in the quote uh, that you that you read for us, it, it plainly stated, this will control your slaves for 300 years. Right. Excuse me, y'all you know, 400, 500 years later, and we're still under that same thumb. Right. Now, I will make this comment. This is one of the greatest marketing successes known to mankind, but it's also one of the greatest marketing failures. Marketing success, because it did exactly what it said it was going to do, and it continues to do so. Marketing failures because it has resulted in the engineering of both races.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Because they were Anglo, they were Caucasian, not a white people. Mm
3: -hmm. We were
2: African. We were, you know, uh, uh, African slaves, descendant of Africans, you know, now we're black. Mm Mm-hmm. There's no other race on the planet that describes themselves as a color. They are, are a nationality, meaning they're they're from somewhere, right? Absolutely. Whether you're whether you're a, 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 a aboriginal Australian, a, a, an Italian, a Senegalese, you're from mm-hmm. somewhere. But we're blacks, But they're white.
3: Mhm.
2: You see what I'm saying? That's that's a pertinent salient facts that everyone who engages passionately in this conversation needs to understand. If you understand that fact, there is power in that understanding.
3: Oh, absolutely.
2: Just like you uh, commented earlier, uh, uh, Raquel, we need to recognize what has been done so we can recognize the fallout and understand why we behave the way we do. Mm -hmm. We also need to understand and recognize this information because then we'll know why they behave the way they do. All of the turmoil and all of the the discord and and the the violence uh, being perpetrated on blacks, whether it's everything from Ferguson all the way to to, uh, the the recent... uh, uh, Issues with with uh, uh, this, this gentleman having his spine ruptured and whatnot, you know, all of these uh, acts of violence. This is not new. This happens. It's not even more frequent. You know, if anything, I would I would gamble a, a real U.S. dollar bill that the frequency of police violence against African Americans or blacks has probably lessened. The difference is it's more visual. It's no longer an unspoken reality, right? Because we as black people, we know this shit happens all the time. Especially we as natives of New Orleans, you know, <laughs> just like uh, natives of New York and natives of, of Watts and South Central L.A. and Chicago, they could all tell you this stuff happens every. Monday through Sunday. The difference is not everybody's got a video camera in their pocket. The difference is not a media is really interested in getting the ratings off of this this turmoil and this discord. So it's more visual. It's no longer an unspoken reality. It's a very visible reality. I feel you. You're right, man. That's a pretty good, uh, especially Mm -hmm. a different perspective.
3: Absolutely. Well, you say from that I totally, I totally I was, feel what you're saying, too. I totally understand what you're
2: saying. I never right. looked at it in that perspective. Well, I'm going to tell you what's, what's what's even more powerful about that perspective, not so much understanding what's going on with us as a, as a race, as a culture of people, and how mm-hmm. our culture has been engineered,
3: but mm-hmm. also,
2: like I said, understanding their behavior patterns, They're not doing anything different than what has been prescribed in the Willie Lynch papers. Right. They are reacting in the exact same way. In the exact same way they have conditioned our people, they have conditioned their people. They Mm -hmm. don't understand that they're acting on autopilot. Well, that is one of the ways white supremacy can't work. White people got to be fooled into thinking, you know, about having that cognitive dissonance. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I, this is the thing. This is a, another point that I would love to make. Uh, anytime you have to convince yourself, anytime you have to convince other people of your supremacy, you got to ask the question, why is that necessary?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, why do you have to convince somebody else that you're better than them? Uh, usually people just kind of understand that. That's an unspoken truth, Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. even Muhammad Ali didn't start saying he was the greatest until he had knocked out dozens of people.
3: Right.
2: He had already shown his greatness.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, the greatest athletes, actors, uh, leaders, whatever, they never had to say, I'm the the, the best leader in the world ever in all history. No, we let history say that. But yet Mm -hmm. you got an entire subset of a population saying, we're better than everybody, trust us. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> we're better mm-hmm. Really. Right, right. I I, yeah. I definitely, I feel you. I feel you. Check this out. This is another quote from the Will Lynch paper. It goes into the part of, let's make a slave. Uh, and they have uh, six principles that they're going off of. Is, uh, and to our listeners, they compare breaking a person like breaking a horse, or you make a slave the same way you would make a horse. And uh, the first one is, both, this is, this is, quote, both horse and nigger are no good to the economy in the wild and natural state. Both must be broken and tied together for orderly production. For the orderly futures, special and particular attention must be paid to the female and the young offspring. In other words, play you know, give more of your attention, you know, look out for the female. Yeah. Both must be crossbred to produce a variety and division of labor. Both must be taught to respond to a particular new language. Psychological and physical instruction of containment must be created for both. hmm And this is the next thing they say. Uh, We hold the above six cardinal principles as true to be self-evident. Based on the following discourse concerning the economics of breaking and tying the horse and the nigger together, all inclusive of the six principles laid down by above. This is note. Neither principle alone would suffice for good economics. All principles must be employed for the orderly good of the nation. Accordingly, both a wild horse and a wild or natural nigger is dangerous, even if captured, for so they will have a tendency to seek their customary freedom, and in doing so, might kill you in your sleep. You cannot rest. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's And I sure. was
3: reading, I was following you because I actually have my book right here with me. Oh, Okay. Cool.
2: <laughs> but, but let me let me make this comment.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Hey. That term "nigger," and interchange that with any race of people on the planet
3: mm-hmm. because
2: all he's doing, all Willie Lynch is doing is taking advantage of human behavior and natural responses to specific stimuli.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It doesn't matter whether he was talking about uh uh Africans. you know, Mongolians,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: whatever, it doesn't make a difference. Humans will behave in the same way. So he didn't say anything wrong. The only Mm -hmm. thing he did was apply basic human uh, uh, conditioning, basic human behavior in response to specific conditioning to a specific group of people as a product because they were engaging in the slave trade. And I'm gonna tell you, the only mm-hmm. reason why Anglos turn to Africans as a slave product is because Africans are strong enough to endure it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Don't think white people ain't never been slaves,
3: right. because
2: it has happened. You know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: the the uh, there's tribes of the Middle Easterns crossed into Europe and tried to drag six thousand Anglos out of Europe and they got less than 100 on the way back uh, uh, once they caught them burning Sands, because they're not strong enough. Mm -hmm. They're just not tough enough. They can't make it. And, And in contrast, you have millions of Africans bonded into slavery, brutalized, demoralized, subjugated mentally, physically, and emotionally. And not only did they survive, they survived to invent, they survived to create, they survived to uh, become uh, one of the greatest financial uh, centers of this country, of this planet, honestly. You know, Mm -hmm. 75% of the retail uh, economy uh, per annum in the United States of America, that's a power. Mm -hmm. And if we ever realize it, the whole rest of the world will be in trouble.
3: <clears throat>
2: you know, that's got to be tough enough. Oh, so true. You know, but again, I go back to that, that, that previous point. Understanding the methodology that Willie Lynch employed and the fallout for blacks and whites is really the secret. If anybody who listens to this conversation draws anything of any value, I hope it's at least that. If you understand where the fallout comes from, where our behavior derives from, where their behavior derives from, having a a firm, solid, intellectual understanding of that, you can predict exactly what they will do next. All right. Let me ask you this. All right. Coming from the mindset of a person that don't have the mindset of thinking about white supremacy and everything else. Okay, let's just use an example. You know, all right, there's a broken, there's a broken home. You know, uh, people are promiscuous, there's drugs going on, living in a bad neighborhood, is constantly fighting and. and there's everything, coonery, buffoonery—things that we see right now. So they don't have that same perspective as far as how you see it. They don't even really—they don't even know they're still slaves. To be honest with me. Well, you, well, know, there's a certain bondage that both races exist in. There's a there's, there's there's a dance. There's a dance of behavior that that ebbs and flows, and it goes back and forth. When when black people get tired of the conditions that we exist in, we rebel. When we strike out, they have to put us down. They have to put us back in our place. And you see that's what's going on right now. And you can track it back all the way to uh, the, the emancipation. You know, you can track it back basically to the emancipation. Okay, you release all these slaves, and now they're free men and then they begin behaving as free men or trying to behave as free men, but they have to fight against not only the elements, not only the environment, but their conditioning. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, if they see any success, defeating any of those aspects, white people are pissed off because we got some uppity
3: hmm
2: So they have to put us down. They have to put, a, put us in our place. You, you get free towns being burned, you get uh, 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 ex-slave towns being burned down, people being uh, murdered and killed and hung and things like that. Then, you know, you, you have a low of uh, half a generation. And then, you know, black people start to rise up again and and, and be progressive and try and take care of their own and, and rise above their conditioning. And if they are successful, white people have to put them back in their place. You have... Uh, uh, Black Wall Street, you got the Black Panthers, right? Uh, uh, social, political organization uh, instituting uh, lunch programs for children and, and, and social programs and, and tutoring and whatnot, trying to help our people to rise above our condition and our conditioning.
3: Mm-hmm. Now,
2: they the terrorist organization and the white people have to put them down, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I experienced in my youth when Clinton was in office, there was a drastic reduction in crime and drug dealing in the black neighborhood because Clinton was all about making sure the working class had jobs.
0: Well, Mm -hmm. let me ask
2: you all this. Does it make sense to make uh, the equivalent of $2.50 an hour working all day and all night on the corner, putting your life and your freedom in jeopardy, when you could just go and get a job instead. Right.
3: So those
2: eight years, (laughs) trust me, those eight years, it was it was a it was a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Right? So then all of a sudden the Republicans get in office and they reverse everything that Clinton did and then everybody's on the corner rolling it up.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Because the white people had to put us down, had to put us back in our place.
3: And they realize
2: they can make more money, but the prison industrial complex—that is, right. That's, okay. that is the prison industrial complex—kind of blossom, mm-hmm. you right. know. So, so you get this cycle. You get this cycle. Now, right now, we're in a situation where Obama's in office. The economy has been slowly growing, right? Mm-hmm. We have been in a state of war for almost a decade, right? Well, actually better than a decade, 10, 11 years, and Obama finally straightened all of that shit out. The economy has not been growing since he's been in office, about 2% on average, a little bit better than 2%. Steady growth every year, every quarter. Of course, to them it's not good enough, right?
3: But but
2: what we see is that things have been progressively getting better and better and better. That we got over the last year and a half, two years, all of this uh, graphic display of violence against black males. What did Willie Lynch say about uh, taking the the healthiest, strongest black male that you can find and uh, making an example out of him? Right to everybody else, because that would be the you know the <laughs> leader. You know that's when people look at the biggest person as the leader, so they see that happened to him, and and he couldn't defend himself or shit. What can I do? What can we do? <laughs> what do you think? But not realizing, hey, we have overwhelming force. Kind of like with the Jews in these um these concentration camps, how they was being exterminated when it was fifty, sixty, seventy to them to every one guard with a machine gun. Everybody was afraid
3: to risk their life for the greater
2: good of the whole. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. So that is what you see right now. Instead of going into a neighborhood and executing uh, 50 to 100 black people, what they are doing is they are executing one black person and putting it on TV and looping that bad boy for, you know, six, seven weeks, six, seven months, or whatever, Right. right? That's right. They're creating a system of uh, examples that Mm -hmm. are going to repeatedly be played on a 24-hour news cycle so that it infects our mind with the idea that we can't win. You remember remember wins, the the wins? You Uh, can't win. Yeah. That is what they're trying to convince us of. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: You can't win, you can't break even, and you can't get out of the game.
3: That's right.
2: And this is That's simply right. this is simply going back to that portion of the cycle. And as soon as we get our black leaders, quote unquote, to get up there and start rhyming and chiming and 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 plead for us to have level heads and don't get don't get out the box and don't you know uh lose our senses and start uh rioting and whatnot peace, mm-hmm. you know. As soon as that happens, that's what—that's the next portion of the methodology, where you have the ones that they have designated as the black leadership, the ones they have allowed to get gain the spotlight to calm the rest of us down. Right. And then we'll, yep. simply, we'll simply go off to our little slave shack and we'll wait for master to give us further instruction. Yes, indeed. It's, a re-enactment. it's a reenactment of the Willie Lynch methodology all the time. That mm-hmm. and also um, there's a, a quote always, I've been telling people lately, and I forgot where I read it, but it, it was a woman was standing there, beautiful, healthy woman, and it said when, our women are strong. When our women are healthy, our nation is healthy. Right. When our women are weak, our nation is weak. Yeah. And and right now, you know, our women are, are suffering from a lot of different things, a lot of different ailments, and and part of that is the uh, the women lynch. You know, dealing with that, like uh, they talk about the the breaking process of the African woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, This is after he didn't kill the male, belittled him, and everything else. Uh, Then take the female and run a series of tests on her to see if she will submit to your desire willingly. Test her in every way because she is the most important factor for good economics. If she shows any signs of resistance in submitting completely to your will, do not hesitate to use the bullwhip on her to extract the last bit of bitch out of her. Take care not to kill her, for in doing so, you spoil good economics. When in complete submission, she will train her offspring in the early years to submit to labor when they become of age.
3: That's right. right. The woman is the teacher, and she trains the children to, to follow.
2: That's true.
3: Uh, the, the sister that um, was on the news just a few, was that a week or two ago? And mm-hmm. her son was out there uh, riding or whatever. Yeah, She caught yeah. on camera and she popping him upside the head like, go home or whatever. She's yeah. training him. Some people say, oh yeah, she should have did that or whatever, got him out of the street. And I do understand you know, Maybe she didn't want to see her son killed or shot by the police or what have you. You think about it in the sense of what we're talking about today. And she's pushing him and belittling and embarrassing him on national TV or what have you and chastising him and getting him in line with what it is that they want you to do it, and that is to be calm, be quiet, get to the back, don't say anything. You understand you're taking the, the the strength away from the man.
2: I'm gonna tell you like this, I have not I did not see an interview with the mother specifically. <laughs> I
3: just saw the clip.
2: But I'm gonna tell you what, from what I did see, from what I saw the clip, I don't think anybody can can really comment on whether what she did was good or bad, because we don't know the dynamic of that relationship between that mother and son. We don't we know really exactly know. what she was trying to teach. You know, if if that would have been my mother, under those circumstances, mm-hmm. she would not have be been trying to teach me, don't say nothing, get in the back. She would have been trying to teach me, you never uh, attack overwhelming force face on.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
2: just stupid. They got all the bullets. Right. That's what my mama would have been teaching.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, but I don't know the dynamic between that mother and son. I tell I tell you what, I will say that I will comment that she had courage in uh, approaching this situation, and she had determination. You can see that in the video. She had determination that she was going to make sure that this child of hers that she created. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed the direction that she was providing. Now, I don't know where that direction led. I got to pray that it is a positive direction, something that will uplift both the child, the mother, and, and all the rest of the siblings, and uh, to a great extent, any person mm-hmm. that he t- in his life. That would be an awesome thing. But I really, there's been a lot of commentary from the white media, from brothers and sisters, and you, mm-hmm. I, I don't know enough to say that I can make a comment whether it's positive or negative. Mm-hmm. But I will say, as a father myself, that's her child. That's her baby. hmm She had every right well, I agree to do with that. <laughs> you know.
3: You yes, know I I have no argument with that. I was just well, saying at the point and what what we're speaking of and how we're well, talking about how the female guides and trains
2: Yes. You know, I, agree with, I agree with that. I agree with that comment. Know
3: what I'm saying? That's a, that's the thing that I can relate to that is yes. happened at the moment.
2: That yes. is
3: a depiction of what we're kind of what we're speaking of.
2: And 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 I'm what do we? Find, what is good or
3: bad, well, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: And, and what do we? Find is
2: our our females. We have a, a large uh, population of our females that are guiding our children in the right direction, but mm-hmm. they're they're dragging rocks uphill because they got to mm-hmm. fight uh the media's influence, they gotta fight the, the, the uh public's influence, the, the races that that are not our own, that influence, they gotta fight uh 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 you know everything from from social influences to friends and the way uh, our education system is set up. You know to to put it all on the mamas that seems a bit much. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's on the mamas. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's wrong. That's a bad situation. It's harsh, but the fact of the matter is, I, you know, I watched a clip of Bill O'Reilly having an interview with this this other sister about that clip, and Bill O'Reilly trying to is trying to make a comment about, well, it's the mother's fault that the child was mm-hmm. out there, because she's got six babies by a different daddies. I'm like Bill O'Reilly, you need to shut the fuck up, right?
3: There's
2: you don't really understand the dynamic of that household.
3: Mm-hmm. All
2: individuals could be on their way to a college education and, and uh, a NASA program or, or, or civil service or, or, or a, a brigadier general. So you don't know what's in those children's future. And you don't even know what's in those children's present.
3: Mm-hmm. And the fact that
2: she's a single parent raising six children does not automatically mean she's not going to be successful. Right. Now, if it was a white woman with six children and no uh, no man in the house, okay. If you want to put your dollar on her failure, I'll ride with that. Mm-hmm. But a, you can't tell me it's an automatic.
3: Yeah, well, i just getting ready to say, that. he's on
2: autopilot. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if you're gonna tell me, if you're gonna tell me that, yeah, that's a tough situation for that single mama. Okay, I'll give you that one. If you're going to tell me she's going to be battling every day to make sure her children do right, yeah, I'll give you that one.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Tell me that she's absolutely going to fail in her mission to bring up six responsible, uh, forward-thinking, positive individuals who are going to contribute to their own lives and the lives of their brethren. You can't tell me that's going to be an automatic failure. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. Too many women in our race that have already proven that wrong that have already proven that they can step up and be a success with one, two, three, five, seven, ten children, however many children they're presented with. Sometimes not even
3: their own children. hmm And go on to
2: success, either themselves and those babies, man or no man. hmm I'm discounting the brother's role in in bringing up the kids. I'll be the last one to do that. However, mm-hmm. I will say that for any individual of any race to automatically conclude that just because this woman is a single parent with six children and no man in the house that she's a failure. He is an ignorant individual.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And he does not deserve anybody to pay attention to him unless it is in a scornful manner. Mm. But that's my opinion. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Wasn't expecting none of these kind of comments coming from you there, Mr. Malik. But I'm, I'm liking them. I'm liking them. Uh, there's another thing in the Willie Lynch paper where it goes to talking about how the woman will automatically go to protect her male son. And she's going to, I don't want to say baby him, but she's going to be more protective of him after seeing his father getting beat and belittled in front of her because all of this is psychological. So yes. while they're demeaning the man and beating the man in front of her, you know, they're saying that she's saying he's getting beat but also raping her in front of him and saying, hey, he can't even protect you. I could do it to you whatever I want. So all of this is what he's doing, uh, what Willie Lynch is doing is breaking the woman where she's starting to distrust the man and hate the man for what he could not do, you know, as far as save or protect mm-hmm. her, protect her, and destroy him mentally and emotionally because of the fact that he feels incapable or, you know, because he cannot save his woman. And now mm-hmm. this is going on a continuous basis. The woman is now officially broken. She has scorned towards her husband. You know, master, come in, do whatever she wants. With her male son, she's going to be very protective of him. That's what's going on right now in society. She's going to baby him and do everything else. With her daughter, she's going to treat her daughter a different type of way, which is be independent and you do this and this and this. But she's never going to go to her husband. She's always going to go to master when she needs something. Mm-hmm. I uh, mean, mm-hmm. like, um, perfect example, just as far as, you know, I mean, the woman, you know, she was really trying to save, you know, we assume trying to save her son. So she went there and and she was beating up on him or doing whatever. But there's a lot of situations right now where if you look, you see a lot of men living with women and a uh, a lot of women like really taking care of these men, grown men. You know, hey, baby, you can stay home. I'll play the PlayStation, this and this and this. Don't worry about it. And, and the dynamics is funny. I remember when I got out of the military, I'm like, wow, man, all these women working, dudes don't have no jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, roles are reversed. And, well, and, right. and and that's a consequence of the conditioning.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: we have a situation where, where um, a comparative situation. Let's look at Willie Lynch. You just described they broke the man. And now the woman is looking at the man as completely impotent. You can't provide. Mm-hmm. You can't protect me. You know, and I've heard that so many times in our modern society, our modern culture, what can you do for me?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We have a situation where the the focus has been on the black male and the black female has had no choice but to step up, but to... Uh, provide for herself and her children while Mm. the mayor has continued to be conditioned under this Willie Lynch uh, methodology that you will be the last one chosen for a job. If you do get chosen for a job, you will be the least paid individual in that position. If Mm. at any time I decide that uh, I no longer want to pay you, I will fire you and rehire someone of your color at half the, uh, of the salary, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you cannot you can't win, you can't break even, and you can't get out of the game, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're reinforcing that it's systematized, it's 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 uh it's institutionalized, and like I said, they don't even realize they're doing it. You can't get a loan to start a business. If you get any money, the cost of getting that money is going to be astronomical compared to uh, uh, an Anglo individual or even a Hispanic or Asian individual Mm -hmm. because the white race's conditioning does not extend to those groups. It's focused on our black race. Now what Mm -hmm. happens is all these things contribute to uh, holding uh, that black male in the position of impotence. You have a black female who has been uh, conditioned that the only way that she can survive is to not cooperate with that black male, but disregard Mm -hmm. him entirely. So now you've succeeded in destroying the black family. Of course, the black female is going to look at the daughter almost as a liability. going to look at the son as something... That needs to be cared for and nurtured in a extreme fashion because they know that as soon as that son is out in the public eye, he's a target mm-hmm. and even though this son is a black male, the same type of black male you look at with derision in your own social relationships, he's still your son, so that's high causes the black female to cling to that son and to try and teach that son how to exist in a way that robs him of his independence, of his potential, you know, of of his his inherent strength. Just keep your eyes there. Don't say nothing. Don't act crazy people. I know y'all heard this before because I know I'm not the only one.
3: You
2: know, I, I, I've I've been told. Make sure that when you open your mouth, you make sure that the stuff that comes out is said in a the right way. All right, y'all know what the right way is. There's quotes around that, okay? Mm-hmm. Because when we talk to them, we have to speak with deference. Well, what does that mean when you contrast that with when we talk to each other? And then you get a casual disrespect of the fellows in your, in your race. But then you get a casual, almost automatic deference to the people in the other race. Continue mm-hmm. condition. Once we understand that, once we recognize what's going on, we can break the condition. There's a natural urge to break the conditioning. That's why we go into this cycle. Mm-hmm. Will understood that when he wrote this this uh this this methodology down. He will naturally seek his normal uh state of freedom. That's right. You know, there's only so long we are gonna be Toby before we turn around and and say, No, you know what, I think it's gonna be Kunt of today. <laughs> On <after. You> know? that <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know there's only so much there's only so much that we're going to take as a, as as a being as an independent sentient being.
3: Mhm.
2: You know, hell even a, a, a mouse will attack if cornered. Right,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know. So if you're talking about a, a grown man and another grown man and man A is being constantly berated and and derided and and degraded uh, and by man B, eventually man A is going to get sick of that shit.
3: hmm
2: You know, the, like the brother said, but, but not the brother, but like Willie said, you can't rest. Yep. You cannot rest.
3: My yep. uh-huh. A- well, plans are made so far in advance. Yeah. Because well, you can't rest. A plan and then, has
2: to be made constantly. Therein lies the key. That's the key. In order to hold us under his boot, he can't move.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, he might be in the big house, and he might be able to sit men jewelers on the front porch, but he's got to exist in a constant state of fear of rebellion. Mm-hmm. That's the key. That's the key to understanding how to break the conditions. Because if enough of us slip away from underneath that boot, we can affect changes while he's busy trying to hold the rest of us down.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because if he moves, he loses it all. All of it. Right. That's the secret. Y'all hear that, you
3: We got to start <laughs> running
2: from under the boot. That's the secret. Ironically, we come from Louisiana.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Ironically, right? But
2: it's it's just about being aware. It's just because they will never become aware. There will never be enough of them to be aware to affect any real change. There were individuals in that racial group that have become aware, and they marched with Martin, and they even collaborated with Malcolm. Mm
3: Mm-hmm
2: but there will never be enough of them to affect real change. You know, there was a time in our recent past, in just recent decades, where there was never enough of us that, had, that were aware and slipped under from under the boot in order to affect any real change. Now, we tried,
3: you know, we got mm-hmm.
2: nothing. We tried, and we did affect some change, just not significant enough. Before, it was beat down. But see, it's a different world now. Mm -hmm. Their quest for uh, uh, consumerism and I need more stuff and I need quicker access and I need instant video and instant gratification and all, they have devised systems to fulfill those needs that we can access. They can't keep us from those systems, the Internet, mm-hmm. Twitter, Facebook, cell phone. Right. They can't keep us from that because in order to keep us from that, they got to destroy it all. Mm-hmm. So now just a few of us can affect major change. It's a very mm-hmm. interesting time in this world we live in.
3: It is. It was very Oh, gosh, on um, Hidden Colors. Um, oh. And you may remember his name. It's Booker T. Coleman, I think his name was. He was a professor or something of history. I'm
2: not who are you talking about.
3: Yeah, yeah he mean- wears the, 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 the tie on his head, covers his head a lot. Anyway, what? he said something that I remember. He said he thinks that
0: white supremacy,
3: Will destroy itself, meaning that all the things that they're they're just constantly doing is going to destroy itself. It's, it's it's going to demise itself because of all the the deceit, the lies, and everything that they do. There's no way that they can continuously benefit from it without hurting themselves.
2: Exactly.
3: You understand, and I and I totally. Heard what he said and totally got what he said. And what you said just now reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's, it's going to end. And it's not going to end the way that they think it's going to end. Oh, no, no.
2: I'm, I'm going to tell you, there will be a revolution, but it's going to mm-hmm. be a whole lot a whole lot quieter than what they think. Mm-hmm. A whole lot more subtle than what mm-hmm. they
3: think. Because they're mm-hmm.
2: To expect the rebellion, they're conditioned to expect a war. Mm-hmm. I think, right? It's not going to happen like that. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill O'Reilly is afraid, and there are hundreds of thousands of Bill O'Reillys out old white guys that are terrified. Mm-hmm. They're terrified because, despite all of the killing, despite all the disenfranchisement, despite all of the uh, 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 incarceration, despite all of the the institutionalized breaking of the 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 family unit of Black America, the polarization mm-hmm. the of the black male, the the uh, the uh, uh, basically the, the the creating a a, a, a sex idol of the black female mm-hmm. uh trying desperately to keep the black child, male and female, from attaining any sense of self or any uh, uh level of education worth mm-hmm. it. Despite all of those efforts,
3: mm-hmm. we're
2: still growing in population and they still decrease.
3: That's right. Absolutely. They are like right. terrifying.
2: You know, uh, uh, Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood was created by a, a group of white people mm-hmm. for, for the purpose of uh, systematizing and institutionalizing the practice of aborting black babies.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But who uses Planned Parenthood now?
3: Right. Absolutely. It's now black people.
2: You know, if a brother's going into Planned Parenthood, it's for free condoms.
3: <laughs> you know,
2: but it is by far a white utility at this point.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Why all these? That's why all these Republicans are screaming for the uh, abolition of Planned Parenthood, and that's mm-hmm. why Planned Parenthood ain't going no damn where. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's the white people they use. It's the white people mm-hmm. that get abortions. Not black people. That's right. That's why you got a video of a black woman going to get her son and bringing him home with the other five babies so she can make sure all her children survive.
3: Mhm.
2: Whereas white ladies are getting uh, abortions four and five and six times because they just not ready for it in that point that point in their life. They have mm-hmm. to have first. Right? That's right. You know, they haven't done all the things they want to do yet. Maybe in their 40s, they'll think about having a
3: baby. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But
2: then lies the failure because it was white people that taught us to breed.
3: hmm
2: It was white people that taught us that our value lied in our ability to procreate. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying?
3: Yep. And it, was,
2: it was Willie Lynch and, and followers of his methodology that understood that there was more value in black breast milk than in white breast milk. Right. You know, that we should give our white babies away to this black woman and not learn how to raise children.
3: Mm-hmm
2: not be able to teach our daughters and granddaughters how to raise children because we never learned. Just mm-hmm. like they engineered us, they engineered them too. And that—that mm-hmm. that is the key to their own destruction. Basically, mm-hmm. honestly, all we got to do is sit back and wait.
3: Yeah, because it's coming.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, oh it's definitely coming. Yeah. And it's really what they want they really
2: only have about five or six generations, and that's a wrap. Mhm. It's it's a,
3: it's a lot closer than we
2: think it is. You know, when I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna take Mr. and Mrs. White America when they uh, announced about five or six, maybe eight years ago, that uh, that uh, Anglo's would be the minority in the United States. I, I'm gonna tell you what their response was. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Terrified. Yes. Sheer terror. That's why they don't want the Mexicans to come across the border. Mm-hmm. There was
2: those little Mexicans, those little Latino babies that came across the border.
3: Mm-hmm. They, was, you
2: know, they wanted to put them in a box so bad and ship them back to Guatemala with their feet. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. They like, oh Jesus, how many of them you know. They are
2: terrified.
3: They're terrified because they
2: co- they've they been conditioned to be afraid.
3: hmm And, you know, that's part of, you know, most people think, you know, uh, and folks sometimes say, I'm crazy just saying this, but I'm used to people calling me crazy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> people don't understand that the Ku Klux Klan and them not wanting uh, any blacks to mix with their race or anything like that. So it's not about I hate you so bad. It's that I fear you?
0: Mm-hmm. That's, because that's
3: right. because it's the fear of genetic annihilation.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Again, to mix with you,
2: there's we no more- No
3: longer exists.
2: Exactly.
3: You know, you are, you the male. You are carrying a loaded weapon. That's right. <laughs> Cause you can get rid of them just like that. Yep. So anything that you decide to, any being outside of another sister, and you have sex mm-hmm. with a white woman or a white woman,
2: that baby coming out with some of your characteristics. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to have to stop getting mad at brothers with the white girls. I'm going to have to start getting them more. Get Becky and Amy and That's all of them, finished. man. Go ahead, get them. Do it. Do it. That's <laughs> how we're going to breed it <laughs> out, baby. We're going to bring you melanin Stop <laughs> <in> that. This...
3: <laughs>
2: what's, what's crazy is, like I told you before, all we got to do is just chill out and wait.
3: Because
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. nowadays, these white girls trying to get us. Yeah, they trying to get us as a as a methodology of rebellion against their parents. They trying to get us because we exotic. They trying <laughs> to get us because because we just got it like that. You know. Mhm. Mhm.
3: Uh,
2: you know, I I'm like, look, I need to stay away from that. Honestly, just, you know, I don't I don't mean to be offensive, but that's just not my thing. Mhm.
3: Uh.
2: I'm gonna tell you what, I love my sisters. <laughs>
3: well, mm-hmm. and, and and guess what? Yeah. We love y'all back. Well I know I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. You
2: and know. You so. know. And and I'ma tell you what, they have generated they have engineered the same flaws in this current system as they had during slavery. There is mm-hmm. an independence on Black America, there right. was a dependence. The North depended on slavery just as much as the South. Right. You know right. the the North, the South, the East, the West, all of White America has always depended on Black America.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
2: like a It's 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 a necessity. There's no light without the dark. You know, whatever analogy you want to come up with, they can't exist without us. But mm-hmm. guess what? We could exist without them, right? We do fine on our own. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. but,
3: like, well, of course we do because we we brought we gave them everything they got.
2: Nah, so we just, give it,
3: <laughs> they took most of the stuff. So I'm just saying. Think <laughs> of this:
2: when you have when you have the white dollar recirculating in the white community, the Hispanic, mm-hmm. uh, Latino dollar recirculating in the Hispanic community. The Asian dollar recirculating in the Asian community, but you have the, you have this decidedly and with purpose engineered a system whose sole function depends upon the consumerism and the the the, the nature of consumption of Black America to the point where we are seventy to seventy five percent of the retail economy every year.
3: Mm hmm. Yep.
2: What happens when we find an alternative? What happens when we find a suitable substitute? What happens if we just get a crosshair by and decide, you know what? From Friday to Sunday, we're not shopping at Walmart, none of us.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: I'm like going to tell you what. Like you said, not fight back with your No. Nah. I'm going to tell you what Mama
3: and Papa Walmart's going to do. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. Jump out a (laughs) window. You know that kind of stuff. Blow their brains out. I'm saying. Because they won't be able to
2: understand it. Because Mm -hmm. nothing, absolutely nothing in the Willie Lynch papers or the Willie Lynch methodology that prepares them for that kind of response. Mm -mm. That's the secret.
3: Yep.
2: Once you understand their conditioning you can understand what they're going to do next. Once you understand Mm -hmm. what they're going to do next, you can prepare for what they're going to do next. Mm -hmm. Once you understand how they have been conditioned, you will understand what it is they expect from you. And I'm going to tell you what my mama told me. You never give your enemy what they expect.
3: Absolutely. I totally agree.
2: That is the key to our success as a people. That is the key to obtaining freedom. That is the key to defying and conquering our condition.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the formula right there. Wow! Wow, man, and um, and we actually been on line almost two hours.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this has been a very interesting and enjoyable conversation, you know, unfortunately we're going to have to cut a little short. But uh, Raquel, I want to know if you have anything that you would like to add before we close out on today's segment of five conversations.
3: Well, actually I don't tonight, not a whole lot anyway, but um, I do want to say that um, I did appreciate being a part of the conversation with, Um, Brother Malik And um, He even gave me a different perspective On a lot of things And um, Some things I never even thought of In that manner Uh, So I want to say I appreciate being on the conversation With him And you as well uh, For even bringing This uh, radio show To To the airwaves Because we do need to be able to have these types of conversations to enlighten others and even just to get them thinking, just like I say all the time, for the light to even come on. Right. Because sometimes all you got to do is just flip the switch and sometimes it'll ignite so many other thoughts that will lead you to other things. So I appreciate you doing what you do.
2: Definitely appreciate it. Appreciate it, Brother Malik like to thank for like to thank you for being on the show um your uh, any last words well let and, me you, words. and i i i also want uh thank you for for having this platform uh this is something that's more than just necessary it it is it, critical uh and and i think that you you're doing a service to to all of us for providing uh access to to these ideas uh you know, uh being on a conversation with, with you, with Raquel, uh being able to uh intelligently discuss these topics, uh it's 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 refreshing. You know, and, and and you know, being uh engaging in a platform where it's not uh a, a situation where people are just shouting across the table trying to get mic time, you know. <laughs> Instead, mm-hmm. Engaging in something really productive and uh that, that that moves us all towards uh, you know. I, I, I gotta say I feel blessed to be part of Oh uh, definitely appreciate it. I can I can tell you this, um you made me not hate women so much. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: would say, I, I wanna say I w I wanna say one
2: more thing. I wanna say one more thing. <laughs> In, as an individual and, and and I know Ed you've you've seen I've known you a lot of years, you've probably seen it. I'm a extremely passionate person. Okay. But I have understood over my experiences with myself that if I give way to those passions, there's gonna be a lot of damage. There's gonna be some furniture moving, okay? So you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So when I, I when I engage in situations like this I try and look at it from an analytical perspective first so that I can learn from it. Because if I react to it, I'm going to do damage and think about the consequences later. That's what we do. we black people. We're supposed to be we, all, we are, we are, we are <laughs> passionate people. We are very passionate people. But the thing about it is you can't make progress if you constantly tear stuff up. Just like our brothers and okay. sisters out out there in uh in the in the streets now, you know, they mm-hmm. are facing down riot police and, and 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 all the attack vehicles and whatnot, and they're burning up their own residences, their own businesses, their own environment because they haven't a chance. They pissed off and they don't want taking them more. They cry out for attention, you know, and I understand that,
3: mm-hmm. but it's
2: very practical. Mm-hmm. You know, on top of that, according to the Willie Lynch methodology, that's exactly what these white people expect.
3: Mm-hmm. Consequently,
2: right. the consequently, the they are prepared for that. That's why they have riot gear and attack vehicles and stuff and tear gas at the ready because they know what we're going to do. It's in the newspapers. That's human, Lynch papers. Mm-hmm. Of what human nature. What we like need to said
3: before. What we
2: need to do is start reading the manual too,
3: right. right?
2: Using it to our benefit. Don't give them what they expect. Now, a real practical solution would have been letting them know, announcing it: we're going to have a protest on X Street and Y Avenue. And when they showed up, nobody be there. Mm-hmm. that shocked the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. Nobody been there but the police and the news cameras, and they wouldn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They, and then move forward with strategies like that. Tell me, you
3: we don't, we, don't, we're not, we, don't learn, we haven't learned how to strategize. We haven't learned how so, to not react to everything, which means then, like you say, look at things from an analytical perspective. Exactly. We emotions out of things so much.
2: Because I'm to tell you, mm-hmm. to everything. my natural tendency. Would have been, read mm-hmm. the Willie Lynch papers and burn the motherfucker down. Okay. hmm That's that's what I would have wanted to do. That's would have been that was that's the response that would have been sparked in me. But reading those papers and looking at it analytically, uh, objectively, I could tell that's what they would expect. I'm not going to mm-hmm. give my They expect. Yeah. No. I'm now going yeah. so, so to Avenue, and then turn up on XYZ Avenue instead, and have black people there to cover the show. I hear you. Well, you know, me being a, a radio podcast host and things like that, I would never do anything like that, or or entertain the thought of bringing the system down. No, not me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do anything like that, and I definitely wouldn't say it on the radio. Now, if I just so happen to put it in a book fictitiously, now. (laughs) Message. What what happens? What happens is we all show up in one area. We 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 loud, we rowdy, and we mad and we angry, and then we let white media dictate the narrative.
3: That was different from the march
2: on Washington, though, man. When uh. With Martin Luther King, because uh, at one point they was just trying to just like storm Washington and just surprise them, but the people was like, no, no, no. Look, people don't realize that march was planned. You know what I'm saying? That was a. They didn't just was like, all right, we going to storm Washington No, nah, It was like, all right, we need to do this, set up these permits, and get this, you know. <laughs> but uh, I'm telling you, man, this is this conversation. We need we need some young black leadership to listen and expound on ideas found in conversations just like this and right. plan strategically and practically and make changes in such a way that they're not anticipating our movement. Mm-hmm.
3: Don't,
2: don't give them an excuse to react according to the Willie Lynch methodology. Instead, surprise them with things that they're not prepared for. Things that they can't mm-hmm. react to. hmm Make sure that we take control of the narrative. Make sure that we have black media like like, like Eddie Kane radio, like like Eddie Kane T V, you know, uh mm-hmm. like uh whatever other platforms we can generate so that we're on the spot when it happens and we dictate the narrative. Because right. they've they've created podcasts and they've created Uh, YouTube videos and they've created YouTube channels and stuff for their consumerism, Mm -hmm. but they can't keep us from it. Right? We can use their systems to our benefit and they can't do anything but allow it to happen because in order to stop us, they got to hurt themselves first. They got to bleed themselves dry just to Mm -hmm. inconvenience us. That's right. That and is awesome. Yeah, and it's huh? not—it's not—it's not our elders. It's not, uh, 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 you know, the the typical black leadership that we need to rely on. We need young black leaders to step up
3: mm-hmm. because
2: the the established black leadership—I'm not going to say they sold out, but they're ineffective.
3: First. Right. They not right.
2: they anything more than tarnished figureheads at this point. And I give them all the respect due,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but it's time for young brothers and young sisters to step up and take their place and lead us forward into freedom.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: That's, my, that's my last word on wow. that. <laughs> wow, man, I like that. That's some food for thought. I'm glad I... um. I harassed her, and you finally decided to, to have to be a guest on the show, so I'm very appreciative of that. You know what i um, okay. Ladies well. and gentlemen, uh, if some of you all want to check out one of the podcasts, be sure to tune in or check out the Facebook page. That's uh, www.facebook.com forward slash Eddie Kane Radio. You can tune into there, or you can find us on show. Uh, once again, we would like to thank you all for listening For listening to Fire Conversations, our guests, Raquel Bay and Malik Sharif. Um, other than that, I'll end this show off like I end every show. When things are going too hectic, and when they're going by too fast, in the world, it, it just keeps spinning too, too fast. Just step back, count to 10, and breathe. It'll be all right. Once again, thank you for listening to Eddie Kane Radio. Eddie Kane Radio is an ECMS production. Take it light. Peace. Peace. I don't know if it's still going to be recorded like last time when it should be more cut off.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
2: No problem, man. That was very interesting. Very interesting. I'm going to send you the MP3 in the next couple of days. I appreciate that.
1: That was pretty cool. There oh. Oh, yeah. you go, man. Fuck. Yeah,
2: shit. It's still recording all that shit. I'm to my ass off, man. Oh, I feel like it's <laughs> 11 like o'clock. Well, you have to edit that shit then. Edit what? The way it's still recording. You have to edit that. Off. Oh, yeah, I already know. Yeah, I know. I ain't tripping on that. All right. Yeah, but, man, uh, shit. Good, productive day. Yeah, I think so. I, I done done a lot of business today. Yeah, exactly, man. You know, I'm tired, bro. So y'all oh. take it light. I will holler at your lady right there, baby. I think she already gone. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll right, well, we'll holler at your lady too then, bro. All right, bro. I'll talk to you. Peace. Peace.